Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim and Dafyom. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masechet Babakama, Davchaf Chet Amur Aleph, at the Mishnah of Adam and the Amud, which is really the second half of the first Mishnah that we already looked at in the previous podcast. And picking up from there, Nishbarak Kadober Shutar Abim. Now, it's unclear, and it will become unclear through the Gemara, whether or not this is a pickup on the same case where somebody left a cod in Mishutar Abim, Another guy broke it, and now the uh, liability that we're dealing with goes to him, or goes to the original owner. If his pitcher broke in Rishut Rabim, and somebody tripped on the water, or got hurt with a shard, he is liable. It all depends if he had Kavanah, and we don't know what that Kavanah is, we'll see that at the end of the podcast, or at least the beginning of that discussion, uh, then he's liable, and if not, then he is exempt. <clears throat> now, Amar Yehud Amarav, Loshanu Elashitin This will take us back to a machloket that we saw alluded to at the beginning of the Masachet. Rav says that the only liability happens if your uh, clothes got wet directly with the water. But damage that happens to the person because he fell and slipped on the water, patur. The owner is liable, is, is exempt. Why? Because karka olam hizigato. What hurt him? Hurt, the ground hurt him. The, the, uh, he slipped on the water and fell on the ground. The ground is what hurt him. Now, Kamrita came to Shmuel, so he reported that when he said this to Shmuel, um, Rav Yehuda, who later came to study with Shmuel, reported this. Amarli, he said back to Rav Yehuda, responding to Rav, After all, all things that you leave in the public area that do damage, whether it's a rock or a knife or a burden, whatever it is, are all inferred from boar. What do we know about Bor? Look at the first pasuk on the page. The pasuk about, about Bor talks about a shore or falling in. And the famous limud is Shor Velo Adam, which means you're not liable for a person getting hurt in a Bor. You should watch what he's doing. And Chamor Velo Kelim, you're not liable for vessels, only for animals. So therefore, this guy who fell, and we're assuming now that this broken piece now operates as a Bor, um, you should be liable for, certainly not for his clothes. And then Shmuel goes on, This exemption only applies to death. As far as damage goes in the Zakin, if a person falls into a pit and is hurt, then you're Chayav for that. But you're still exempt for Chayav, which means it should be the opposite. This fellow who fell on your water and hurt himself on the ground, you should be liable for his damages, but not for his clothes. So what does Rav say for Rav? Rav says it's only, it's only considered a bore if you're mafkirit. That's the classic definition of a bore, that you dug a hole in your mafkirit. Here, if you drop this thing in the, in the public area and then you disowned it, then it would be bore and Rav would agree. You would not be liable for the kelim. But once, you, as long as you continue to own it, it's still your mamon, unlike a bore, and therefore you are liable for the damage to the kelim. Now, Meitiv Rav Ashar, Rav brought the following challenge. That we're familiar with. Mikan Amru, here's the, the, uh, the uh, explication. If an ox and its uh, appurtenances fell into the pit and those they broke, or a donkey came in and his saddle got torn up also in the bore, you're liable for the animal, but you're not liable for the kelim. Halamaza Domeh, 
And now we're saying, what is that, this comparable to? In, indicating that this is an application of an index case. Something that you left in Rishut Rabim. Now, parenthetically, we just interject and say, It shouldn't say, what is this comparable to? It should say, what's comparable to this? Because this is the index case, and what can we apply it to? Right, Ella my Rather read the brayta not as lamaze dome, but rather my What is comparable to this? Now the end of the brayta is the Therefore, if you're uh, you're carrying a vial with some liquid in it and it's tripped and knocked into a rock, then chayav. The owner of the rock is chayav. Now. The brighta itself goes into opposite directions. Reisha kasha l'rav, the opening part says you're exempt for kelim, and that's a challenge to rav. Vaseifa kasha l'shmuel, the end, it says you're liable for this loss of liquids, whatever it was, these valuable liquids that were lost when your vial opened up or spilled because of the rock, is a challenge to shmuel. Actually, there's a contradiction within the brighta itself. Reisha patur vaseifa chayav, in the first half you see that you're you're exempt for Kelim, and then you're Chayav. Each one of them could explain this Brayta according to his own reasoning. Remember, Rav says that bore is that things left in the public are only only follow the line the line of bore if you're mafkir them, and in fact it's regular mamon. Rav So the opening part of the Brayta says you're exempt for things left in the public, is referring to case where you're mafke them, like bor. But if not, you're chayav. Therefore, if you tripped, if a person tripped and his vial opened up because he knocked into that rock that you left there, you're chayav. Shmuel explains the bright in his own fashion, because he says in any case it's going to be bor, whether you're mafke or not. Now that we say it's like bor, Rabbi Yehuda the Mechayav needs to kill the bor, since Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that kelim that fall into a bor you are chayav for. So according to Shmuel, the end of the brayta represents um, a nod to Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, now Amar Rabbelazer, back to the brayta. Loshanu, when when you say that you uh, that you're liable for the vial, need kal that you tripped on the rock and then the thing broke on the rock. But if you tripped on the ground and knocked into the rock and it opened up the vial, patur, you're exempt. Why? Because what happens when you have two contributors to a damage, one who is not a party that you can collect from? Rabinatan says you collect from the one that you can. And Chacham said you can't collect. So according to this, you can't collect because the karka was partially uh, partially contributed to the damage, and you can't collect from the karka, it belongs to the world. So, command to the Lord Rabinatan. So that approach is against Rabinatan. Ikadami, some people read it the opposite way. Don't think that you're only liable, it's the opposite. Don't think you're only liable if you knocked into the rock and then hit the thing on the rock. But you would think that if you tripped on the ground and hit into the rock, you're exempt. But even if you tripped on the ground and hit the rock, you're chayav. Why? That follows Rabinatan. So both possibilities are there. Okay. The descent in the Mishnah was Rabbi Yehuda. And you will see that the Gemara will assume Tanakama to be Rameyer. So it's Rabbi Yehuda versus Rameyer, Mitkaven, or is, is an issue or not. We don't know what it means. Rabbi Yehuda, Mitkaven, Chayav. What is Mitkaven? What are we talking about? 
Amarabba, Rabba said, Mitkaven lahoridah lamata mitkefo. Rabba says the issue of mitkaven goes back to the original damage. He says, if a guy's walking in the street with a pot, and he intends to put it down, and then it drops, then he's liable for all the damages that happen afterwards. But if, on the other hand, he was holding it, and it just kind of exploded from air pressure or something like that, then he's not chayav. So you mean that say that a mayor, the Tanakam and the Mishnah would say you're liable even if you didn't have intent, meaning if you're holding it and it exploded and it caused damage? Rabbi said yes. Even if you're holding on to the pot and all suddenly you turn around and all you've got left is the handle and the rest disappeared or dropped or fell, he would still say you're liable. So Abayah says, Am I? Onusu. In such a case, you're Onus. The Onus Rachamanapatra. The Torah holds exemption for any case of Onus. Dichti, what's the model, the index pasuk for that? If a girl is raped, she's not liable for the relationship, for the, for the liaison. You don't do anything to the girl. And that's the, the model for, for Onus. Maybe that's only the gabechi of mita. Maybe you're chayiv and nizakin when it's onus. We have a brighter that disproves that. Let's say your pot broke, your pitcher broke, and you didn't remove the damage. Your camel dropped dead in the street, you didn't move it up. Rameir says you're chayiv. And Chachamim say you're liable only Klape Shemayim, but Beit Din cannot take, you know, there's no action, uh, there's not uh, cause for action in Beit Din. Now, Umodim Chacham the Rameir, Chachamim agree with Rameir, you've put something on the roof, a rock, or whatever it may be on the roof, and they fell in an, an, a normally expected wind, meaning they weren't very secure. Because that's Karov Lepshia. And this is what's important for us. Rameir agrees to the Rabbanon. If you put some uh, some uh, pitchers that you had emptied out, put them on the on the uh, roof, in order to dry out in the sun. And they fell in an unexpected way, meaning a a ruach uh, that was beyond what's normal. Meaning you had secured them for a normal circumstance, and they fell. So Rameir says you're patur bonus, even for nezakin. So therefore, Abaye says, you can't tell me that the machlok at Rabbi Yehuda and Rameir is that Rabbi Yehuda says you're chayav only if you intended to put the thing down, but if it exploded in your hands, you're not. And Rameir said, even in that case, you would be chayav, because Rameir would have to agree you're not chayav. Alam arbaye batarte pligi. There's two, there's a parallel machlok at. Pligi bishat nefilah. They disagree about what happens when it falls. Pligi lachar nefilah. They disagree about what happens afterwards. Let's see. Pligi bishat nefilah. They disagree about what happens when it falls. Is the guy who tripped and broke it, so now there's three players, there's the original owner left in the street, the guy who broke it in our first half of the Mishnah back on Chavzayin, and there is the next guy who comes along and gets hurt. Rameir holds that if you trip on something and break it, you're now the Poshe who's chayv to clean it up. You're not chayv for the damage to the thing, but you're chayv to clean it up. Rabbi Huda says, no, that's not your thing. You're not chayav for it. And then they also have machloket about what happens after you fell if you're mafkir this damage. The, the, the damaging item. Rameir says, even if you're mafkir, it doesn't help. You're still chayav. How do I know that there's a parallel double machloket? Because in the Mishnah, it listed two things. Oshalakabacharsit, you tripped on the water, 
or you yeah. fell on the shard. Hainuhach, they're the same thing. So why did it mention two? That's at the time it fell. You got hurt on the uh, on the shard that was already there. After it fell. Since our Mishnah has a parallel machloket, maybe the brayta of Rameir versus Chachamim with the camel and the shard uh, and the pot is also a parallel machloket. And this works because Bishlama Kado, I understand how you could have the pitcher. You could have damage at the time of falling or afterwards, like we had with the water or with the shards. But the camel, I understand after it fell, the animal dropped dead. It wasn't worth you to schlep it. You're mafkirit. And then there's machloket, whether or not, if you're mafkirit, you're sochayev. That I understand. But how do you have a case where the animal causes damage while it's falling? So, Let's say you crossed over the river at a very dangerous place, and the camel then fell into damage. Now let's think about it. There's some other way to go. So posheahu, you're a poshea because you, you created a damage that was unnecessary. If there is no other way to go, anusu, you're onus, anus. Must be a case where you fell and then your camel fell, so you couldn't move it. <clears throat> okay, so mafkirna zakav maimit kavenika. So back to our our Mishnah. If you're saying that there's a machloket about mafkirna zakav, and the wording in the Mishnah was mitkaven or not mitkaven, what's mitkaven there? Yosef mitkaven is kot seha, meaning the thing dropped, and then you said, you know what, I'm going to take these shards. So if you intended to take possession of the shards and then you left them, then you have then Rabbi Yehuda would say yechayev. And Ravashi said the same thing, that that's what the Machloket is about, referring to after the damage. The thing already fell. What's the Kavanah that's being debated? If you had intent to take possession of the shards. Okay, we'll pause at this point, pick up at the, in the next podcast, and complete our analysis of this Mishnah. Everyone should have a wonderful day.